Oh, hi. I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 96. We're surviving out here. What is this, day eight or nine of quarantine? <laughs> we can, everything's fine. Uh, it's crazy because the markets are going uh, way up and way down every day. It's bipolar. Everyone's very bipolar, and so are my opinions about all of this. I do think that this is kind of serious, but then again, I kind of don't think it's serious. Uh, I don't know who to believe. I don't know who to believe. I don't I don't know whether we should believe the numbers coming from Italy. I mean, look, those are real numbers. But you know who's really lying, actually? China. They said that they had it under control, but they're killing everyone. And I, 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 I mean, you have it, they're going to kill you. They're going to put you in the crematorium. Be- before that, they're going to take your organs. And uh, this is not just a conspiracy theory. And th- but but by the way, this is I'm just going off on a little tangent right off the tangent right off the back. Uh, this is uh, not what I wanted to start the podcast with. But like I said, bipolar. I'm bipolar about all of this. So uh, don't go outside is kind of what I wanted to start with. Don't go outside. Uh, my my dad my my parents live in Costa Rica and uh, they my parents want to go for a walk on the beach. You're not allowed on the beach. You want to go surfing? You're not allowed to go surfing. Do you know how many people died from coronavirus in Costa Rica? Two. Two. I guarantee you, more people will die in a year from a coconut falling on their head than coronavirus in Costa Rica. The weather is the worst for coronavirus. It can't survive there, but they're freaking out because the rest of the world is. Look, they have all the right to close their borders. They, you know, they want they don't want people infected people coming in, and that's fine for a little bit until this kind of dies down. But they uh, they're going a little bit too crazy, and I think it's out of boredom. The cops there really don't they 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 don't have drama. They don't have to deal with drama really. So uh, they're basically treating their outdoor recreational areas like how they are in California and New York who are being hit pretty hard. But again, a part of me is kind of like, this is bullshit. Yes, I get it. Close the non-essential stores for a little bit and make everyone quarantine, but sunlight is the best disinfectant. You're not going to get coronavirus from jogging outside, going up Runyon Canyon, uh, going for a hike, going to the beach, and surfing. You're, you're, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Sorry, that's not that's not where it thrives. It thrives in sterile areas. It, th- it thrives in like shopping malls. Not that anyone goes there anymore. It, 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 and obviously, it thrives in hospitals. It thrives in 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 places that sunlight just doesn't reach. I, you know, sunlight is the best disinfectant. I've said this already twice now on this podcast. I I tweeted it too. So. Paul Joseph Watson, he he. I get a lot of my information from him. Uh, a lot of people probably don't like him on the left. He started off on Infowars and then and then made his own thing. And he's very good at what he does. And he, like for instance, he he has a website called Summit.News, and his articles are to the point. There's no, there's no fluff. You can read an article on his thing. It's like the cliff notes of an article. So he'll take he'll find something trending and then condense it to two paragraphs and that's it. And I think it's that's how we should consume these things. Um, so he's really good at what he does, but sometimes he gets it wrong. And look, I'm I'm not married to one political side, so I agree with him 
over 90% of the time probably, but here I think he's wrong. And uh, so he tweeted, and he lives in London. He tweeted, in, in the park, lots of groups of people sat on their arses sunbathing. Yeah, fam, that's not exercise. It doesn't matter. They're getting some sunlight. Sunbathing, they're doing that. I think that that's healthy. You're supposed to. So then unrelated, I saw someone tweet something about vitamin D, so I mashed the two things to make a point. So I wrote, vitamin D, known to reduce risk of respiratory infection, regulates cytokine production. No idea what that is. And can limit the risk of other viruses such as influenza. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Uh, You're not going to get it from, from going out surfing, hiking, jogging, sunbathing, it doesn't matter if there's groups of people. Also, you're outdoors. The air circulation is completely different than if you were indoors. I guarantee you 99.9% of people who are getting this virus are getting it from indoors. Indoor contact with other people or surfaces or what have you. So uh, this is the sort of thing that you're, you should be able to go outside. You should be able to get some exercise. Also, it's not healthy to just stay inside and not move. I've been doing my workouts indoors. I probably lost a little weight. Probably lost a little bit of muscle mass, but that's okay. I'm eating less, actually. And you know how people are worried, like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fat. I'm sitting around eating all day. I don't have an appetite because I'm not exerting energy. I mean, I'm doing 20-minute workouts and whatever, but that's not really – that's okay. That's just to get your heart pumping and your mood change, which you have to do. And, um, but I'm definitely not sitting around eating all day. I've been eating one and a half meals a day, uh, cause I don't need anything else. The reason why we eat more usually is because we're out and doing things all day long. So you don't need to eat. And I'm sorry, Paul Joseph Watson, but you're wrong. You should be out sunbathing and being outdoors and breathing fresh air. You're not going to get the coronavirus that way. Not going to happen. And um, and I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry that this is another coronavirus episode. But I've actually somehow managed, pat myself on the back. I've managed to, this is already my fourth podcast probably about this. I've, I've managed to make them all kind of different. I've managed to make them all kind of different. And I think that that's, uh, that takes some talent. Venmo me some money. <laughs> you're, getting this, you're getting this for free, you fucking freeloaders. I'm, 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 I swear I'm going to probably do a Patreon soon. And then I'm going to, you know, if this conservative network doesn't pick up the amazing pilot I made for them, then I'll just do it on my own. And then you have to pay me for it. And I'll do that. And then two podcasts a week, like how I'm doing now, I'll change the name of this podcast and just fucking pay me. Where this is not communism. I'm a capitalist. We got to make some money here. DM me if you want to start now. Oh, and, and maybe I'll just give you life advice. That could be a, a perk. <laughs> Take life advice from me. I, I mean, if you're listening to my podcast, you, 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 I guess you respect my opinion. So uh, I can fix your life. Forget mine. Forget my life. I might be moving out of Los Angeles really soon. Honestly, I've kind of had enough of it. And maybe this whole situation is good. You know how last week I was saying that a lot of woke culture is taking a hit and then I read you the feminist article and all that. Uh, I have a couple more stories like that this week. But uh, there's always a silver lining with these things. But I kind of want it to go deeper. 
I don't like this half-assed collapse. I want I want either all or nothing. Either we go back to how it was before and the market's nearing 30,000. The Dow Jones is nearing 30,000 points and we're all doing pretty okay, but we take things for granted or we have to have a full collapse. Like I'm talking about after a uh, nuclear holocaust without the nuclear holocaust collapse. I'm talking about uh wait, I have to I have to find this text message because it was really funny. I was talking to my friend who I'm working on this project with and uh and uh he asked me how's California. And I said actually it's not that bad. I mean, there's just nothing to do. And then he goes, "I want escalation." And then he goes, uh and then I said, I do too, as long as Trump wins. And then he goes, no, if it goes correctly, there won't be presidents anymore. Uh, and then he said, only jungle kingdoms. I don't really know what a jungle kingdom is, but I kind of like the sound of that. I, 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 think, I think that this, it can't be half-assed. He's right. There needs to be some sort of like collapse. And then, and then, it, and then it reminded me of Ted Kaczynski, who I actually have to read his whole manifesto. I I uh I haven't read his thirty five thousand. The New York Times published it. I think I haven't read his uh thirty five thousand word manifesto. But the guy had some good points, and I'll read you his uh, point number one. It's the introduction. Point number one to Ted Kaczynski's uh, manifesto: the Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. They have greatly increased the life expectancy of those of us who live in advanced countries but they have destabilized society, have made life unfulfilling, and have subjected human beings to indignities, have led to widespread psychological suffering in the third world to physical suffering as well, and have, have infected severe damage on the natural world. The continued, developed, uh, the, the continued development of technology will worsen the situation. It will certainly subject human beings to greater indignities and inflict greater damage on the natural world. It will probably lead to greater social disruption and psychological suffering, and it may lead to increased physical suffering even in, even in advanced countries. Now, you can look at this both ways. You can look at this in the Michael Shermer way where he's saying we're living in the greatest time in history, we're suffering less, we have more tech, uh, technology is good, uh, medicine is good, all of these things are good, and um, the life, life expectancy is up and all that. But, he really this Ted Kaczynski had a point. The main point in this that I think is it it it, it kind of validates all his his other points is uh, have made life unfulfilling. When technology solves all these problems, we tend to go overboard. We tend to look at every inconvenience as something to be solved, and uh, I think that that is wrong. I mean, the best example is dating apps or even social media. What did those things fix? When you make dating easier, you look at people as throwaway, as superfluous, as uh and then you have a never-ending supply of people you want to date. That can't be good. Imagine all the unborn babies. That's probably worse than abortion. <laughs> Because I think that there's something more evil and nefarious about the unintentional than in, than the intentional. With an abortion, you know exactly what you're doing, and uh, you, I mean, look, it's gonna stay with you forever. Whether it starts to haunt you or not, that's another question. But with regards to 
the something like a dating app, the the unintentional, the hidden, that there has to be something more nefarious about that. Because, um, so yes, it's made life more unf- unfulfilling. And then back to my friend's text about jungle society. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> jungle kingdoms. He should write his book. His next book should, he wrote a book called Harassment Architecture. He should write a book called Jungle Kingdom and explain this whole thing because I'm very, very interested in jungle kingdoms. Uh, you know, we're already tribal. We should just, we should just go back into meaningful tribalness, tribal societies. Not this, not this social justice warrior woke, uh, um, oppression Olympics tribalness doesn't work because it's fake. Let's go back to real ones. And, uh, I can keep going on about this, but I, you know, it's funny because again, I'm bipolar about this. I kind of, I want this, but then I don't want this. Like I like cars. (laughs) I like cars, uh, supermarkets. You see, that's another thing. Did we really solve anything? Because most of what supermarkets sell Let's just say 95% of what supermarkets sell you, complete bullshit. I'd say some dairy, milk, uh, cheese, meat, some vegetables, that's fine. Everything else is bullshit. But even the meat and all of that, you have no connection to it. Obviously, I'm going to shop there. It's 20 feet away from me, the one I go to. Obviously, I'm going to shop there. But if you gave me the option of, of being allowed to hunt year-round, and uh, and also not living hundreds of miles away from where I have to hunt. I mean, if we were hunter-gatherers, we wouldn't live that far away. If we lived in these jungle kingdoms, we wouldn't live that far away. I would rather hunt. And then you have that bonding experience between people that you live with. And uh, you're more, more grateful. Everything in life becomes more real. Consequences even become more real. Right now, all of our, con- all, all of our dangers are are fake. So, you know, for instance, look, the coronavirus is real, but we're blowing it out of of proportion for sure. The fact that you're going to, you go to a supermarket and then, and then everyone bought toilet paper doesn't mean there's a shortage. It means everyone's fucking stupid and crazy and can get riled up very easily because they've never experienced anything of discomfort, any sort of discomfort. Um, you didn't have to fight in Afghanistan. You didn't have to fight in the Iraq War. You didn't have to fight in Desert Storm in uh, the early 90s. We haven't had a real war. Look, Vietnam was a disaster. Should have never happened. The last real war was World War II. And uh, and the greatest generation came fought, fought that war. Sorry, boomers, you're not the greatest generation Sorry, Gen Xers, you're not the greatest generation. Sorry, Millennials, you're not the greatest generation. Sorry, Zoomers, you're not the greatest generation. And uh, and then things became, I mean, things for a good 10, 15 years after World War II were amazing. The nuclear family, everything, there was no immigration. There, I mean, 20,000 people a year maybe immigrated to this country. And then in the 60s, you had uh, Lyndon B. Johnson open borders. He had the whole new immigration policy. You had the war on poverty. You had uh, the Vietnam War. You had all of these things that started to totally destabilize, and we're still feeling it to this day. But back to the, you know, 
the industrial revolution and its consequences have been have been a disaster for the human race yeah i mean no i would even go further that the agricultural revolution 40,000 years ago has been a disaster for the human race um i guess it's normal i guess it's normal to to be nostalgic for even a time you didn't experience there are bad things about those times of course every every era has its travesties but imagine living a life not on easy mode we're in a video game right now and it's on easy mode that's why that we trivialize like the dumbest shit we uh you know it's nice it's nice to have comfort but but we're we're all we've been domesticated greatly and um I'll give you a little example. So <laughs> this is I, I saw a tweet today from a really small account, but a bigger account I follow retweeted it. So then I chimed in also. Um so this account, it's a furry. This guy's twenty seven years old, he's a furry, he has pink hair and uh a nose ring, he's a fag. <laughs> Even if he's not gay, he's a fag. Uh it says uh, his tweet says life fur hack. Life, life, no, little fur life hack. Don't know what that means. I guess he's like a little furry. He's a short guy or something. With this pandemic going around, masks are a good way to hide using your passy pacifier in public without others noticing. At least he knows it's embarrassing. So he he's 27 years old and he has a pacifier. And then I retweeted it. I said, no father, no bullying, never hearing no. A hyper-feminized society is damaging to both men and women. I mean, this is why women are taking more masculine roles. Someone has to, but it's not good for them. And it's not good for men to be hyper-feminized. This is, it's fucking crazy. But let's break this down little by little. No father. You know, they say don't stereotype and all that, but stereotypes exist for a reason. I would bet everything I own that this guy has no father. And if he does, it's a stepfather. And they had a horrible relationship and there was some verbal abuse. And, uh, you know, there's a difference between verbally abusing a kid and uh, being strict. Like, there needs to be boundaries. People need to be strict with their kids. And uh, and then this no bullying thing, bullying. We need a yin yang. No bullying is a microcosm of people who say no war. No, we we need war. Everything is war. The virus is war. The virus actually, look, it was made in a lab. Let's get that out of the way. But for instance, if it wasn't, if it was something like the Black Plague, which was pretty natural, uh. That's because nature is like that. Humans are like that. You were like that. You beat out millions of other little sperm to get to the egg. You don't think that's a war? You don't think that's a the race is a war? Race war. <laughs> and uh and uh it, it, I mean sports is a uh, is is fake versions of war. We still do it to this day because we miss that. <laughs> I'm not saying Let's fight wars for the military-industrial complex. But, you know, things used to have a little bit more meaning. I uh, I do kind of wish I wasn't such a 
spoiled libertarian teenager because if I could, and I know that the Afghanistan war and the Iraq war and all that was happening, but I, uh, if I can go back in time, I would, I would have, I would have joined. I mean, what was the alternative? I fucking chose South Beach to be a DJ. Are you fucking kidding me, you retard? I'm talking to myself right now. Go, go learn real skills. I'm still talking to myself right now. <laughs> hey, at least I'm an okay talker. At least I can do this, right? But it's a travesty what we've become. So no bullying is a microcosm of no war. We need to overcome things. If Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, and all those people, Elon Musk, I guarantee you they were all bullied. If they weren't bullied, we wouldn't have these amazing things that are actually ruining our lives. You see bipolar. Bipolar. Never hearing no. This is becoming more of a problem. The more regressive we get, the more entrenched, engulfed we are with technology, the more we immerse ourselves in technology and the more the more we trust these tech companies with our time, uh, the more this is going to be a problem. So never hearing no. I constantly at the gym I used to go to, I don't go to anymore because uh, quarantine life. I don't remember my past life. Every day it's slipping away, slowly slipping away. I'm not remembering anything from nine days ago. But every I remember slightly that every time I used to go to the gym, and uh, the 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 parent some parents would bring their kids, you know, if it's the weekend or they don't have school that that day or they're sick or whatever, uh, they plop them in front of an iPad. Nine out of ten parents do it, and I make fun of them to their face, and I yell at the kids. I tell them no more iPad, time to get off the iPad, as a joke, but not really. You know, I I disguise it with a joke, but I'm serious. I'm very serious. Who the fuck are you to tell people how to raise their kids, Sadwater? Josh, who the fuck are you to do that? Well, we live in a society, and in previous societies and more tribal uh, jungle kingdom societies, uh, everyone kind of had an, uh, you know, had something to say. Because if you were nomadic together or if you had to defend yourself together or whatever, you know, Adult, it was like an adult thing. If you were an adult, you kind of had to listen to them even if they weren't your parent. I mean, I go back even to, go watch movies from like the 1950s or 60s uh, or shows and you'll see that it still existed like that. So never hearing no. You need to, you need to yell at your kids. <laughs> you need to put them in their place. You need to give them rules and you need to uh, knock it off with the iPad and the iPhone. I didn't get my first phone until I started driving, so like 17, 16, 17. But there was, it wasn't even nearly as uh, advanced as it is now. And uh, so this is what you get. You get a guy who's 27 years old and, and, and has a pacifier in his mouth and is a furry and is probably gay, submissive, because he's never had to overcome any. They, they, people are really good at creating problems out of nothing hence what we're dealing with now we panic very easily especially now when 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 everything is good every day everything is good why do you have four guns josh why do you have four guns why do you need four guns that that's a question i was getting a lot in um california i don't think i'm going to be getting those questions anymore when i can keep when i can keep uh referencing the fact that 
liberals are are clamoring for guns now. Clamoring for guns. They don't even know which gun to get. They just want a gun. Because deep down they know they should have one. It's, you know, we see how quickly things can degrade we, we, and, 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 and break apart. Because, because it's so fragile. But every day when you have your routines, you don't notice it. Why do you need a gun? Well, that's why. And we need something real to distract us <laughs> we, from the distraction. Everything is, is a distraction. But we need something real to, to you know, make us come together and overcome. You know, I, w- I, I probably mentioned this on the podcast where I was saying this is kind of like 9-11. This is what's making us come together as a society. But I don't know. I don't really think so. Maybe a little bit. Again, bipolar. Maybe a little bit. But not fully. And look, uh, this is a thing I wanted to play before when I was saying uh, don't go outside. By the way, I went outside. And I have friends. I have friends on Instagram who will post stories like, I wanted to go for a hike, but but everyone else is, so uh, you shouldn't be out here. So I kind of made fun of that, and I, I did the same thing. But you're outside. You're going to be fine. You need to go outside. The reason why I wanted to go back to this, and why it still ties together with this uh, this thing of the Industrial <laughs> Revolution was a disaster for humans, and then we get that kid with the pacifier in his mouth, and then putting it on Twitter... I mean, if you, it's one thing like where people used to do this in their private and used to be ve- a very small segment of the population, but now everything is so out in the open and you're supposed to celebrate the craziness, and you're and you're and then and, and then it's a combination of no judgment, you do you, and all that. No, we need judgment and we need to shame these people. Um, but you know, again, Piers Morgan had a really good point. He's a he's really dumb with certain things like like uh what's it called his stance on guns and the second amendment but he's british so we'll let that slide. He made a good point here and I kind of half agree with it. Let's play this clip. How hard can it be the wartime generation because you're risking everything like for 5 years of this and many millions of them had to go fight for their country and go over trenches to face machine guns and tanks. We've been asked to go home and watch telly. That is the sacrifice you've got to make for your country. And we can't even do that because we're the generation that doesn't understand no. It doesn't understand being told what to do. We've never had to do anything that even vaguely resembles a big sacrifice as a country. It's never happened to this generation. Well, now it is happening. And the only thing you've got to do is go home and watch telly. That's it. No one's asking to get over a trench or get shot at or bombed. Blow to pieces. Just go home. Put your telly on. So I agree with him. I don't agree with him with the point of like because they were playing clips of people bicycle riding and all that. So he's he's pissed off that people are still going out and uh, kind of like Paul Joseph Watson's point. But I agree, I don't. So I don't really agree with him on that. If people were if if we're talking about people going to the shopping malls, not that they exist anymore, and uh, and social gatherings like concerts and all that, I agree with you. Though that's not essential. Working out, I still think, is essential. Especially if you're doing it outside. You're not putting anyone in danger. Uh, so I don't really agree with him on that. What I agree with him is on the point of sacrifice and then comparing it to, like I did last week, to people who are fighting World War II. Like, this is what we're asking you to do. Stay home. 
sacrifice a little bit. Think about the greater good a little bit. But we don't do that. So I agree with him in that sense. I don't really agree with him on the context of uh, going out and all that, but I agree with him in his greater point. And it's interesting because we don't really do that anymore. And uh, we are living in the most narcissistic time in human history. Let me repeat that. We are living in the most narcissistic time in human history. No one is immune to it. No one. It's a deadly weapon. It didn't exist, actually. It didn't exist. I mean, even think about the greats, like the the great artists or composers or whatever. Uh, They didn't... Very few people had access to their work. There was no radio. So if you were Mozart, there was no radio. Very few people could actually listen to him. Relatively. So so we didn't evolve with this ability to reach millions of people at once. That's why Instagram whores are bullshit. I, you know what it's you know what's funny? I was I was like, let me let me see, let me go to my discover page on Instagram. Let me scroll through and find the the hot girls who all they do is post uh, links to their bio to buy merch. Use use code Gabby uh, something. I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, like my name and uh, brand name for fifteen percent off. Those kinds of girls. And uh, it's funny how they how little they really have to offer. Like the hotness goes away. I'm not even talking about with age. I'm talking about like if you went out with a hot girl, and that was all they had to offer. Trust me, you won't be able to hang out with them more than a week. It just it's it's not possible. If I'm saying if you're a person of integrity, if you actually have a brain, if you're listening to this, you clearly know something. It doesn't last. But I wanted to check in on those because I had a hunch. That if I look at their last two posts, if it was from the past week or so, that their caption would be like, what, no, their picture would be them doing a peace sign in a bikini and uh, doing like a cute face. But the caption would be, uh, oh, my God, coronavirus, hashtag coronavirus, so sad. Uh, throwback to this picture of me at the beach. I miss the beach. Hashtag I miss the beach. And you know what? I was not wrong. They did not disappoint. Go do it. It's a fun game. You know how everyone's doing the challenge of like 10 push-ups and I nominate blah, blah, blah. Well, my challenge to you is find a, a hot girl <laughs> on Instagram, screenshot it, and and have someone else do the same thing if, you, if their caption is about the coronavirus, but it's irrelevant to what the picture is. I actually think that's a fun, cute game. Um, we are living the most narcissistic times in human history. Oh, actually, I wanted to get back to... So the pacifier guy, the furry guy... Uh, I posted that in my story. I posted my tweet, and then I said, uh, we need another world war. And then I got a long, a long reply from someone who was angry. And I'll read it to you, and let me, let me, let me, uh, you know, defend my view. So the guy said, bro, are you fucking kidding me? A war, a war would cause even more absent fathers, causing more young men to have no view of masculinity and take it to the extremes. A large percent of mass shooters are men who grew up with absent or abusive fathers. Also, we already know that lack of father, that a lack of father can cause women to revert to a childlike state because they feel as if they are robbed of their childhood. Like, what's going on in that picture? Sure. Now, those are all good points, by the way. The best the best um, rebuttals are smart ones. So I fully agree with everything 
this guy said here. But I also don't. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, no, there would be more absent fathers and all that. But there wouldn't be the types of absent fathers you get from from philandering from like a guy a dad your father leaving your mom because they had a stupid fight that they couldn't get over and they have they consistently have stupid fights that they can't get over uh again we like to create problems out of nothing or or the the dad cheated on the mom or the mom cheated on the dad or whatever and then breakups happen the types of of people we would get after would uh would be people who saw their father sacrifice and they look at that as like as them sacrificing themselves for the greater good world war and when i say world war and we need something like that it's an exaggeration to make my point we need to overcome something there needs to be something we all band together and overcome and that makes us look past our own lives and and uh, see something bigger than ourselves. This is why I think religion is something that is very, very important. So it goes religion, country, community, you. But it's flipped actually right now. It's you, community, country, religion. That's what it's flipped to. So we don't have any social cohesion anymore. We don't have anything to feel connected to. When you take away religion... When you take away nationality, nationality uh, nationalism, and then you 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 replace those with with social media, with dating apps, with with sugary garbage food, with video games. Video games are are actually an interesting thing because those are preset uh, challenges. Those are challenges confined to. A false reality. The you know like the 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 options. Let's say in a video game you have like three options at most. You could do this, this, or this. Life isn't like that. Life is thousands of of decisions every day at any moment. Like anything can change. If something bad were to happen right now, there's a thousand different things I could do to survive it, or try to. And video games aren't like that. So you you replace life with these kinds of things. And of course, we're going to have this. So when I say world war, I'm kind of... I kind of have to say something extreme to make a greater point. If you want me to go deeper, uh, as someone who is not religious at all and doesn't really partake in religion, I do see the importance of it because it, 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 it kind of binds us together. And we have what we've been experiencing, especially in my lifetime, I'm 33, is the lack of of cohesion between people in this country. And that that is what happens when you have open borders. That is what happens when you consistently allow people that have no ties uh, to your your culture and country and society. And uh, and you keep giving them passes too. you keep saying, hold on to your what you escaped from. You're Chinese, you escaped from China, hold on to that, hold on to your culture, and do not assimilate one bit into this one. Do not understand for one bit this country and why it's important. When you have that, and you have that in the hundreds of thousands and then the millions a year, uh, you're going to start to see society crumble. And then you won't really care about it. And then you're going to see, and then you you start to realize, oh shit, 
Piers Morgan's greater point, and that makes sense. You're going to start to notice that that he's right when when he's comparing you to and how you behave to the people for, that fought in World War II, and they're they're way better than us. It's for a reason. For some reason, politicians decided in the '60s that that they're like, okay, we did this. Let's become globalists. Fuck this. Fuck this country. Fuck everything. Nothing matters. Let's like let's let's uh, sell our kids, our kids' future, for um, instant gratification. Let's make a penny now. <laughs> it, it's it's uh it's penny wise, dollar stupid. That's what it is. So uh, let's move on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now, and I'm gonna keep saying it. Fuck China. And fuck people who say it's the Chinese government and not the people. No, it's the people too. They suck. They suck. And then you're going to see videos of, of very brave Chinese people who, by the time you see the video uh, of exposing things, by the time you see them, the video, they're dead for exposing the truth. But th- that that's very, very few people. There's a reason why China hasn't had a revolution ever. There's a reason. Because it's few and f- few and far in between. So you're going to have someone stand up, but then you're going to have a million people uh stay quiet. So one in a million. And then and then that person is going to be singled out and killed. So um I'm going to give you some examples. But before that, I saw something someone sent me. And uh, if you if you notice Trump's polling, it's actually going up with independents and Democrats with how he's handling the Chinese virus. And it's because everything he campaigned on is becoming true. And it, and it's so crazy because this is a guy who is not. I don't think he's uh, eloquent, and uh, he is he is more high EQ than IQ. He has he, his personality is through the roof, and uh, and I think the fact that he relies on his gut and his gut is pretty much always right says something that it's not just high IQ that we should look at, uh, look at. It's personality. So um, he uh, someone wrote this, and it's obviously about Trump, and it's been going around online the past couple of days. It says, uh, I remember a man who said, we need to close our borders. I remember a man who said, we need to bring our businesses home. I, re- I remember a man who said, we need to become less dependent on other countries to survive. I remember a man who said, we need to take, a- we need to take care of America first. Now I know all the reasons why he said those things. There you go. It's funny because as a libert- when I was a libertarian, I used to believe like, no, there is such thing as, as free trade and we need to be able to trade with as many countries as possible. And yes, that is why there's fewer major wars because we rely on each other through trade. And that's why we have good relationships with the UK and Italy and France and all these countries and Sweden and whatever, all, these, all those countries. But when it comes to China, you're competing with slavery. You can't compete with slavery. So in the 90s, we sold the United States over to China. We gave them all of our manufacturing jobs. And we thought, not only is it a win, it's a win-win because they're going to become more like us and they're going to they're gonna 
get rid of the, the communist dictatorship that they all live under for the free market. By the way, it only empowered them. <laughs> it only empowered them to become stronger. Not only that, but and we're going to ship, ship them all our jobs. But you know what? We're going to get products for cheaper. And uh, so it's okay that we ship all those jobs over because because things will be cheaper. So it won't really matter. So the fact that you can buy, um, you know, a furniture set for for five hundred dollars instead of a thousand dollars is uh is great, right? No, first of all, everything you buy is a piece of shit, so you're gonna have to keep replacing it. It's kind of how I feel about architecture in general, uh, post post World War II architecture. And uh, it, you kind of <laughs> it's like you have to keep knocking down the buildings every fifteen to twenty years and replacing it. But no, it's okay because it's cheap. So that's basically what we replaced everything with. Like cheap shit from China. And it's cheaper, so it's okay we shipped all those jobs. But it's not. I'd rather pay a little bit more for something that was built in our country and actually built uh, better than uh, having it shipped to China and giving them all jobs and, and emboldening their, their totalitarian government. So... Uh, also, when you take away the jobs and give it to the Chinese, of all people, uh, that's why that's why drug use is up. That's why depression is up. That's why people feel like their lives are m- meaningless. Uh, you know, we derive our self-worth from work. And uh, it's a sad thing when you ship all of that away. So that's why fentanyl use is up. And you know where we're getting all the fentanyl, by the way, from China? So not only did they take our jobs... But they're intentionally drugging us and killing us. So they, it's like, it's like, just just pay attention a little and you'll realize that this was no accident. That this Chinese virus was no accident. None. And I'll give you examples. So let me read you a thing from, uh, I think it's 4chan of all places. And then I'll read, I'll give you some examples of, of how this is on purpose. And I know I spoke about this last week. But it's important to go a little deeper. And and yes, after this thing I'm going to read you, I'm going to give you anecdotal evidence to prove my point, which isn't always the best thing. But it's, 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 uh, it's, inter- it's interesting nonetheless. So China, this is something that was written by Anonymous. China knows about the coronavirus since late November, actively keeps it a secret. Orders testing labs to destroy samples of the virus at the very beginning. Silences medical professionals who try warn their colleagues about a spread of a new SARS. Uh, a new SARS covers it up. Has the largest collective uh, coll- uh, collective banquet in the world in Wuhan. Covers it up. Spread goes exponential in Wuhan. Forced to admit it and start taking action in January. That's almost two months after it happened. Silences journalists that uh, try to expose the hellish situation unfolding in Wuhan. Chinese CDC state uh, that they are 100% sure the virus originated in Wuhan. China uses its influence in the World Health Organization to convince the world that it's nothing to worry about. This is true, by the way. Uh, Sorry. Incinerators running 24-7 in Wuhan. I wonder why. Reports of people being sent off to incinerators while still moving. This is all true. Go look it up. That means they're killing people that have it. China's numbers are dropping. How are they dropping so much? And we should trust those numbers. Yeah, because they're killing everyone that has it. 
World Health Organization tells world it's nothing to worry about and to not restrict travel to and from China, which Trump did pretty much right away. And we all have to commend him for that, even if you hate him. China massively underreports the number of infections and deaths. The infected graph looks simulated, and Japan confirms that China do not count uh, suspected cases and death numbers. World Health Organization praises China. I wonder why. Virus starts to spread around the world. World Health Organization says it's not a pandemic, just an epidemic in many countries around the world. Becomes a global pandemic, the likes of which the world hasn't seen since the Spanish flu. That's 100 years ago. China then decides to shift the blame on the U.S. China threatens to cut off U.S. medical supply and drown them in the sea of coronavirus. That's a quote. Drown them in the sea sea of coronavirus. That's literally something they said. China claims it's racist to say that virus comes from China. And you know what? The media takes that hook, line, and sinker. The media then perpetuates that narrative that China made just to own the conservatives, just to own Trump. It's beyond crazy. Um, so the anecdotal evidence is this. And I, this is my tweet of a video, a 20-second video that I don't need to play because it's basically just a Chinese dude licking his fingers, touching his genitals, rubbing his fingers on buttons on the elevator and touching everything in there. This is from uh, four days ago, the video. So I wrote, many such cases. This isn't a nice isolated incident. I firmly believe the Chinese government is directing its citizens abroad to behave this way. And the caption is, a Chinese national in Wales, UK, licking his fingers and touching his genitals and wiping on buttons and handrails in a lift, an elevator, to spread the coronavirus. That is disgusting. Now, why would they do that? Because, A, Chinese people don't have souls. They're all robots. Fuck them. That's why fuck them, on top of fuck the Chinese government, fuck the people of China. The good are few, far in between. And then another one, another video. So this is a video that uh, a guy took in Australia. And uh, it's from like a Costco-like store. And then, you are you know, you're only supposed to buy a certain amount. All these stores are, are putting in these rules to prevent, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, sh- shortages. So this guy films these Chinese people. In uh, in a Costco-like store in Australia, and it's a group of five to six Chinese people going in and out, buying one or two that they're allowed of baby formula, coming out, putting it in all these giant bags, going in, buying all the things. So uh, I said, oh, let's not forget this behavior. Chinese nationals stripping shelves clean of baby formula in Australia. I don't need to play you the video because it's a guy saying shame on you. You kind of have to watch it for yourself. Try to Google it. And then, uh, or go to my Twitter feed and I retweeted it there. And then another one, another one in Australia. There, I guess there's a lot of Chinese in Australia. So uh, again, this video, it's um, it's footage of her getting arrested mixed with, with uh, security footage of her licking and spitting on bananas and fruits, other fruits. Chinese woman arrested in Australia supermarket. So someone in someone's video wrote, look at that bitch anti-Australian act. This lady was caught spitting on fruits, etc. So other people can have COVID as she is positive. This girl was positive of coronavirus. 
So they're infecting people on purpose. They, this is a bio and economical attack. For sure. You can call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't care, but it is. And guarantee you, Trump knows it. And I guarantee you that this is going to have long-lasting consequences to the Chinese government. They didn't like the trade deal that we made them sign in January. This wouldn't have happened if Hillary Clinton was president because she would have been nice with China and never put tariffs on them, never made them sign a new trade deal, nothing. Our country would would, would fall quickly into more of a decline. More and more people would be addicted to opioids and fentanyl that are coming in from China. And uh, and everything would be would be nice and the same because you'd be you'd be distracted by Netflix and social media. So don't tell me that that this isn't happening on purpose, that the Chinese are like this on purpose. An interesting thing from um, from Tucker Carlson last night, he interviewed someone who works for a um, he works for a let me see what his bio says. It's an organization that, so it says, VOC is an educational research and human rights nonprofit devoted to commemorating those who have suffered under communist regimes. So they're a watchdog group that pay attention to how communist regimes act. So um, this is what I wanted to play for you. It's a clip from Tucker last night. This guy that is the head of this organization was interviewed, and it basically, it basically proves me right. Tell us why China is influencing WHO. Well, uh, Director General Tetros was China's guy. Um, he is appointed in that position a few years ago because China uh, heavily campaigned for him to be in that post. And prior to that, in his home country of Ethiopia, he was a proponent of Chinese investment uh, into uh, Africa. And um, because of him and others at the WHO and other uh, UN bodies, uh, which are infiltrated by Chinese Communist Party uh, interests, uh, you have a situation in which China was fighting the virus, uh, co- uh, the coronavirus in uh, in Wuhan in December, and uh, suppressed the early responders, the doctors who tried to raise the alarm. Uh, Throughout January, they were spreading misinformation and lies about the extent of the virus, denying that there was human-to-human transmission taking place. Uh, The World Health Organization uh, defended those lies, did not investigate the data. And as late as February 24th, you had Director General Tetros and the WHO claiming that there was no uncontained spread of the virus. Uh, A week or two later, of course, they declared it a pandemic. Even now, they are not investigating claims inside of China uh, that there are no more new cases in Wuhan when we are hearing uh, a growing body of evidence that there are uh, infected individuals who are being forcibly quarantined in hotels, uh, that they are no longer testing individuals uh, who are uh, reportedly dying of the disease. They are taking them straight to the incinerator. Uh, We are hearing that this is true in the thousands. Uh, You have millions of cell phone accounts and landline accounts that have been canceled uh, in China, especially in Wuhan, in the last three months. Uh, The fact that we would know more about the nuclear proliferation program in Russia today than we do about the medical situation in Wuhan is a tragedy, and it's dangerous, and it's because the WHO is uh, more an interest, a voice, an advocate for the Chinese Communist Party 
than they are uh, for the health of the world. Does that sound like an accident? Does that sound like China was like, oops, there's an accident or or this is natural and this happened totally naturally from the from the wet markets we have, the wet food markets we have? No, this sounds like an attack. This sounds like it's on purpose. This is not a conspiracy. This is on Tucker Carlson. This is a guy who his whole job is to pay attention to communist regimes and, and, and give us information. This this is an attack. Fuck China. Fuck the people. Fuck all of them. I mean, if there's no economic, if if the economical warfare with China doesn't ramp up, if we don't if we don't escalate the tariffs, if we don't escal- if we don't force businesses that that are from our country to bring jobs home, then we will lose this war. This is a way to fix many issues of uh, uh, that that we're experiencing in our country, and we need to we need to constantly fight it. So um, I have a few minutes left, and, and uh, there's some some death by stupid and death by wokeness news we should talk about quickly, and then that's the podcast. I think this was a very good one, by the way. <laughs> I'm beginning to be more and more like Trump every day. I just give myself compliments, and I think I think it's something you should do. If you firmly believe you're doing a good job and no one's giving you the recognition you deserve, you should give your own yourself the <laughs> recognition. Um, so death by wokeness. Um, so the, I don't know how to feel about this economic package that everyone seems, even on both sides, I'm seeing people I follow that are conservatives champion it like conservatives championing bailouts and, uh, UBI like checks for, for everyone in this country. I don't know how good that would work. I think maybe, maybe making, um, banks pause mortgage payments and which would make rent payments pause also for a few months i think that might be a better thing than just giving out every every, printing more money and giving everyone checks i'm pretty conflicted on this i think that we should have provisions in this bill that would again if we're giving bailout money to companies they have to promise to bring jobs back home shut down factories in china and so on or else they don't get any money there has to be a little bit more of that but what's worse than all of that and what's worse than maybe thinking a little deeply about uh, uh, whether we should bail out people and companies or not is uh, because that's what the debate should be. And it shouldn't last more than a week uh, from from when it started till now. The reason why it's not happening, though, the reason why the it's not passing the Senate, the this relief bill, is because the Democrats are putting wokeness above all. They're blocking the coronavirus relief bill because they keep trying to inject their own beliefs into this bill that are completely irrelevant to to what it what it um what it's about and the in in completely irrelevant to what we're all experiencing so it's a 1400 page bill and uh it's that long because they keep putting things in provisions in that that just change the whole meaning of it. So uh, I'm quoting from Tucker Carlson, who reported this on last night. He said, the bill would require every corporation that receives coronavirus aid to have officers uh, and a budget dedicated to diversity and inclusion initiatives for a minimum of five years after they get the money. And then Tucker adds, because that is going to keep America healthy and prosperous, just like it has, sarcastically 
he sarcastically said that. And then it says uh, companies would also have to prove uh, produce elaborate racial reports, weird, for the government listing the skin color and the sex of their officers and board of directors. They uh, they have they have to prove they they give enough money to firms owned by women and non-whites. And of course, how much they spend on diversity initiatives. That's what makes a, con- a company great, by the way, is how much it spends on diversity. <laughs> uh, Carlson noted that the bill uses the words diverse and diversity more than 60 times because that's what would stop this epidemic, this pandemic. Um, and that's it. I was just checking if there was any other quotes with regards. I don't need to play the the five-minute video clip. I just think that that's pretty crazy. So, death by wokeness. Wokeness is on its last legs, I think. Um, But then again, a part of me doesn't think that because, because, like I said in the beginning, I don't think that that this collapse is going going as far as it should. (laughs) Um, I think that since it's kind of half-assed, we might regress back to our stupid ways and speaking of stupid death by stupid news uh the media is trying to pin this on trump i have three minutes left i'm going to bank through this the media has uh been trying to blame this on trunk uh, on trump so a guy died because he drank aquarium aquarium cleaner so it's this thing says uh trump kept saying it was basically pretty much a cure woman whose husband died after ingesting uh, chloroquine warns the public not to believe anything that the president says. And then this is <laughs> this is what the Business Insider posted. This is what people in the media are are um are pushing. They're blaming that on Trump, and the Trump didn't say anything about that. With regards to that medicine, Trump is saying, "Go to your doctor if you have this. Go to your doctor." There's it's not a precautionary drug. You have to you take it if your doctor says to take it, and if you have coronavirus. Not if you if you're trying to prevent it, and definitely don't drink um, fish tank cleaner, you fucking retards. I mean, maybe it's good that this is happening to stupid people. If it wasn't this, it was gonna be something else. You know that. Um. So Axios tweeted, "We have deleted this tweet and corrected our story because it did not reflect the full nature of the self medication done with an additive commonly used to clean fish tanks." And then the original tweet was, a man has died after ingesting uh, chloroquine phosphate, one of the anti-malaria drugs that Trump has mentioned in recent days. You see how they're just kind of uh, doubles? It's doublespeak. They're they're, (laughs) they're, they're injecting their political views in in their hatred towards Trump. They're blaming Trump on this idiotic person who died. Uh, Another one is um, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed said, a man died after self-medicating self-medicating <laughs> with a drug Trump promoted as a potential treatment for the coronavirus. The guy didn't get his hands on the medicine. The guy got his hands on um, on fish tank chemicals. Again, maybe it's a good thing. So um, the last two things with regards to this is um, the coronavirus challenge, licking, licking random shit and social media people idiots so this one was um this guy who calls himself gay sean mendez he's a fucking retard he 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 licked the ice cream remember months ago i was talking about people there was a trend of people licking ice cream and putting it back 
in supermarkets. He did that, and then he gained a lot of um, a lot of clout. A lot of people started paying attention to him because of this. YouTuber who who licked public toilet seat. So he he's I guess his whole thing is licking shit. Uh, now claims he's tested positive for coronavirus. Now we. Oh, he's been banned by Twitter. That's good. So that's an update. The individual fe featured in this article has now been banned by Twitter. Um, a YouTuber who licked a public toilet seat to raise awareness of coronavirus, whatever that means, now claims he has tested positive for coronavirus. Um, he posted a video to Twitter where he licks a brown substance believed to be foundation from the toilet seat before saying coronavirus challenge. I mean... I don't need to go too deep on this. I, I feel like everything I spoke about in this podcast pertains to idiotic people like this. Um, but I, I feel no sympathy for, for any of these people. It got 5 million views. And, uh, you know, who who knows if he actually got coronavirus because he posted a video soon after of him in the hospital. It could have He could have checked himself into the hospital for some bullshit reason just to keep his uh, attention whoring going. So I don't know necessarily believe he got coronavirus, but if he does and he doesn't die, there is no God. <laughs> I mean, these people. Um, there's another story coming from Kenya that people tried to say was fake, but it wasn't. So Kenya Today reported that 59 people die as pastor gives them detol d-e-t-t-o-l whatever that is to drink in church to prevent coronavirus so they're drinking chemicals and they died um all i have to say with that is i don't i'm not surprised it comes from africa i'm not surprised the stories from africa <laughs> i'm not surprised this pastor convinced 59 people to drink whatever that shit is but uh yeah look there was another story i wanted to talk about uh but it's it's already way past the hour. By way past, I mean two minutes. And, you know, that's enough. I can get to those net things on Friday. I guarantee you it's still going to be relevant by then. And for now, that is Sadcast episode 96. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>